This podcast contains adult language, mature situations, comedic references, classic humor, insanity, sectuplets, and rants. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 217, Six Times the Fun, Six Times the Crazy. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and vain reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. I'm your host, San, saying konnichiwa, aloha, buongiorno, and what's up? Yep, we're back for another fun-filled episode, and I am so excited because, well, we have exactly one week until Otakon 2017, and I am psyched for it, even though it's in a new venue and I love the Baltimore area, I'm excited to see what happens in Washington, D.C., and how crazy it is and how relaxed it is. I have a cosplay set up for it. I am dressing up as a goon from Fist of the North Star with Doug Wilder, and I think we're going to have a blast. I also got my Lupin stuff ready because they're going to be showing Castle of Cagliostro at the con. I am so excited, so pumped, so ready for this con, and I just, I think it's going to be a blast. I really do. Now, if you haven't been paying attention, like I said, I have two panels coming up for Otakon 2017. The first panel is going to be at 10.15 in panel room 5, and that is Aliens, Boxes, and Curses, The World of Miko Takahashi. A more honed and compelling panel, which talks about the greatness that is Rumiko Takahashi. It goes all over her works, focusing specifically on Ranma One Half because it is the 30th anniversary of Ranma One Half. And all of her other works. And if you want to hear about some of the other reviews I've done about Romiko Takahashi and her works, you can check them out at www.spirekin.com and see our reviews of the amazing manga she's done, including Odesai Tsura, Mesa Nikoku, and One Pound Gospel. Haven't hit Inuyasha yet, but soon we'll be able to hit that. And I'm excited because our other panel... From Under the Bed Horror and Anime and Manga, the new edition is going to be at 11.45 in Panel Room 4. So the two biggest panel rooms I've got for both panels. I'm really excited about it. I hope you check it out, and I hope to see you there. But some of you who are just joining us are like, wait, what the hell is this? What is he talking about? Well, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin is some podcast that provides informative reviews about connectively enhanced narratives. Every episode, I talk about one to two geek media, specifically manga, anime, movies, video games, whatever. And I tell you about it. I tell you the pros and cons, if the art style is great, if the stories are intriguing, if the characters are relatable, and if it's worth investing your time in. You don't have to agree with anything that I say, but I'm a little entertaining and I've tried the best I can to provide a, not non-biased, but a more even-handed review about a series or whatever I'm talking about. You don't have to agree with anything I say, but I've heard I'm entertaining. 
If you want to find out any more information, you can check us out as, like I said, at www.spiker.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, Stitcher, Snapchat, and a bunch of other lovely social media sites that you can check out on our show notes. And, more importantly than that, we are on a few video game platforms, and I'm excited for it. Uh, we are on Steam at Zanspirkin. We are on PS4 on Zanspirkin. And, well, if you want to know about my Switch ID, just email me at sparkin at gmail.com or zan at sparkin.com. That's X-A-N, not Z-A-N. And I'll tell you about it. We can maybe play ARMS or Splatoon. So, let's get on with it, shall we? Because I am so... Excited for this, well, not really excited. I'm intrigued by this episode because this episode was something a little different. If you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 216, I spun that one, that only the Wheel of Manga, and dictated to me that I'd be reviewing a manga that has recently become repopular because they made a spinoff series and was released by Studio Perot last year. And so I said, I'll review the original manga when I put on the Wheel of Manga. And I'm happy I got to review it because it's something a little bit different and a little weird, but not as... Well, I'll get into it because it is a little dated from what I read. And this is a manga that was written by Atsuka Fujiko back in 1962. It was released from then till 1969. Shogaku can release in Weekly Shonen Sunday... And there's 34 vibes of this manga. It's been adapted several times, first in the 60s, then in the 80s, several movies, and then there's a new series which just came out in 2015. And this manga is a comedy series. It's just a straight-up comedy. There is no other thing about it. It's not a romance. It's not a drama. It's not an action. No, it is straight-up comedy. And this manga surprisingly won Akatsuka the 10th annual Shogakukan Manga Award. Because it is so renowned, so beloved, or so hated, I don't know. It's one of those series that a lot of people enjoy or they remember because of how insane and crazy it was. And it is a little insane and crazy. It's a series which is just bizarre and weird. I can't go too far into it because there's not much to talk about. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about Osumatsu-kun. The predecessor to the new series, Okumatsu-san. Now... This manga is about the Matsuno sextuplets. They're these six brothers who are twins. They're all frater- they look exactly the same. They're identical sextuplets. They're 10 years old in 5th grade and they're born on March 24th. And all of them cause havoc and trouble. A lot of times it's one of them pulls a prank and since they all look the same, no one can tell the difference. And crazy things happen. Generally, one of them causes problems and the other ones have to deal with it. Or a situation happens where someone meets them, meets one of them and says, Oh, you're the one who beat me up. And then they bump into the other one. Oh, wait, no, you're the one who beat me up. And then bump into someone else. Oh, no, you're the one that beat me up. And so on and so forth. It's just a gag with these brothers and all the havoc that they cause. Now, explaining the brothers is pretty easy. You have the oldest brother whose name is Osumatsu. He's the best fighter, he's kind of the leader of the group, and he's the one who takes charge the most, but he's also the one that causes the most problems. He's the one that generally will get into a fight with the rest of the siblings. Then you have the second oldest, Kodamatsu. He's the neat freak, he's a little bit tidy, and he's a little, well, fickle about things. Then you have Chodamatsu. He's the smart one. 
he's also the one who caused the most mischief because he's selfish and he causes a lot of strife between the brothers. He's the one that also comes up with the brilliant ideas of like, oh, let's prank the parents or let's run away or let's do this. You have Ichimaru. He's the fourth son and he's honest. He's also the strongest of them all. He's the one that's, you know, he's the one that is their muscle. You have Jushimatsu. He's the fifth brother, and he's very kind. But that's his problem, because he lets them kind of step all over him. He's the one that is like, okay. And then you have the baby of the family, Totomatsu. Totomatsu's carefree. He's relaxed. He has a catchphrase, which is, Toro no sumari, or to summarize. He's kind of a little bit of the smart one, but he's a smart ass. And he's very relaxed and chilled out. And these are the brothers, and it's them causing problems over and over again. And like most gag mangas, I can't really go over it too much to talk about the insanity, the funniness, without just reading it. And it's very short stories. They're like four pages each, so me going over it is going to just get boring and ad nauseum, just going over and over and over again. So you have the brothers, and you have the supporting cast. You have their rival, Chibita. He's this kid who's their age who has he's bald with one hair, kind of looks a little like... Charlie Brown with his big round eyes and his bald head, but he has a one strand. He likes Udon, and he's he likes bullying and humiliating the sextuplets, and he's just kind of a jerk. And they keep fighting back and forth with them, and there's him. There's Ayuma. He's this guy who has buck teeth who's, like, very... He's very similar to Natsumi Otoko from... Gigi no Ketaro, where he's constantly running a scam and he pulls the kids into it and causes problems. And his catchphrase is sheesh. And then you have the girl who is the love interest of half the boys, and that is Totoko. She's this girl that they're all in love with, and she can tell them apart and causes problems. Because they're trying to one up themselves to get in her favor, and they end up pissing her off, and then stuff happens. You have their parents who are Matsuzo and Matsuyo. They're, you know, Tosan, Kasan, and they are constantly driven crazy by their kids. At one point, they actually will leave and say, oh, we're going to go away for a day. And then they come back and the house is destroyed or the kids are fighting with them. It causes a lot of weird problems with them. There's also some Tanukis that show up and they get into a rivalry with the Tanukis where the Tanukis get pissed off at them and they cause pranks and... It's crazy. It's a lot of very simplistic humor of just, here's the setup, here's the gag, the end. It's very Showa era. And it shows that it's very Showa era. It's just very, here's the beginning, here's the setup, here's the gag, the end. And I don't even know what to say. It just, it's okay. I could see why it is so prolific, because it is very simple, very easy to relate to, and I can see why kids enjoy it so much, because this is shown in series it's just okay what's gonna make the kids laugh and for that reason it's okay it's not as good as crayon chin chan but crayon chin chan kind of divulged into garbage because it eventually became just the let's look at chin chan's dick jokes and this one didn't do that which i'm happy about but the joke is the same joke over and over again I know the new series is supposedly a hundred times better and it's more clever, but the joke is just the brothers get in a situation, something happens, and it's just the insane reactions of everyone around them because each one is slightly different, but they're the same. 
and honestly, I can't tell any of them apart. It's not like in, say, or on Host Club High School, the twins, you're able to tell them apart because the hair is slightly different or their mannerisms are different. This one, unless they specifically say this is Osamatsu, this is Ichimatsu, you cannot tell the difference between any of them, and it's a really big issue. Now, in the new series, we're not going to review Otsumatsu-san. We're just talking about Otsumatsu-kun. I know that you can tell the difference because of the color scheme and this and that. This one is just the manga itself. And honestly, it's okay. It's not great. And it's you could find it. I found it very easily at Book Off because it's an old manga. It was never released here in the United States, but you can get a hold of it because Kodansha and Shonen... Kahosha released a crap ton of stuff for them, so you can find it. But, let's be honest right now, it is okay. Out of our five-point rating system, and since last month we didn't even talk about our rating system because all Rumiko Takahashi stuff is amazing. However, out of our five-point rating system, and just to remind you, we go from our bottom, which is just take it to a priest, purify it, burn it, and then piss on the ashes to really, really, really fucking cool. I have to give Otsumatsu-san our... Well... Hmm. This is tough. This is really tough, because I really don't know. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say our... Well, our third rating, our middle-of-the-ground rating, which is a gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. It's okay, but forgettable. It's average. It's not terrible. It's not have a priest purified, then we burn it. And it's not your typical reading material at your local correction facility or psychiatric institute. It's just okay. Maybe I'm just too old for it, or maybe just it's not got better further on but i just see it as okay it's not grabbing me it doesn't make you want to read more or buy osumatsu stuff it's just okay i understand it it's a seminal work but it's not it's not the bee's knees it's not amazing it's just okay so I guess, yeah, I mean, I can't really say much more about it. It's just, it's an okay manga. It's not great. It's not bad. It's just meh. It's just meh. If you disagree with me, email me. Tell me why you think that Osamatsu-kun is amazing. Not Osamatsu-san, Osamatsu-kun. Why it's a great manga. I may be missing something. Give me a reason. Give me a chapter. Give me something why it's amazing. But right now, I just say it is meh. And... For those of you who are wondering about our random question of the day, random question of the day is going to be, which is your favorite of the sex stoplets? For me personally, my favorite one is going to be Juicy Matsu, because he just seems the one who's, he's the, he's kind, and he doesn't cause them any real problems. He's the one that is a fall guy, but he's the one that, he's just there. He's not like Choromatsu, who call, who's the catalyst for the problems, or Koromatsu, the neat freak. He's just, he's okay. When he shows up, he just, he's okay. So, 
Anyway, remember you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekin at gmail.com. I'm at zayatspirekin.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, and all those other lovely websites. You can check us out. Email us. Let us know what you think. I can't wait to hear what you think about some of the upcoming panels I have and some of the other reviews I have. We have a micro-review coming out this week. We are going to be reviewing the Dark Tower movie. I'm excited for it. I hope it's as good as the books were. I don't know. We're going to find out, but we're going to see. And, well, let's just be honest. I'm hoping it's going to be really good, but I digress. So let's get to that part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga accepts our substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. Each slot represents a different manga on a list. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin that Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 218. And I'm excited because we have some great titles on here and some weird titles on here. We've got a nice little mix of stuff from fantasy to adventure to existential to surreal. And even one which just, it's there because, well, it's absurd. So let's spin and see what we're going to review in the next episode. And I'm really hoping I get a good one. Number seven. So in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I'm reviewing a manga... Which, ironically, I picked up in Japan. I'm surprised. I bought the first and second volume in Japan. Because it looked really cool. And I've heard good things about it. And Google Translate had some really interesting translations for it. It's a little dirty, but it seems like a lot of fun. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about... Amano Megumi Ha Tsukidarake. Which translates to... Well... I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to find out when I review it. But I've had this manga, and it looks pretty interesting. And a little, well, it looks interesting. I'll say that much. We're going to see if it's garbage or not. I hope it's not, but we're going to see. From what I've read so far, it's not garbage. It's just a little weird. But we're going to see. So with that in mind, I'm your Hosan, saying thank you for listening to this podcast. Keep listening. I hope to see you at the con next week. And I hope you have a great weekend. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time. そう待つの